Great. Well, welcome to the Armchair Trader podcast. Uh, this week we are talking to IG Group. Um, it's first time we've been we've been to IG, and IG is a a firstly a stock we've been following recently. Had a very good set of results, um, but secondly, is also in our space because uh, obviously online trading is something we cover regularly. Um, and and so it is a company that is in our sector and in our backyard. Today we actually have uh, the CEO of IG Group on the podcast uh, to talk about what's going on in the company and in the wider online trading sector generally. So welcome, welcome to the podcast, uh, June Felix. Thank you very much. I'm delighted to be here. Kicking off, really, um, I mean, we, we've we've seen some very good results from IG Group already. Um, we've seen how companies in your sector have, have done very well during the pandemic. Um, we ourselves have seen a lot of uh, new people signing up um, in terms of uh, armchair trader subscribers as well. And that's been a theme that's been echoed across the, the online trading industry globally. Can you give us to start with um, a little bit more background on, on IG? Um, what's been your, your experience there? But but specifically at this point, just, just IG group itself for people investors who are not not familiar with the company? Delighted to. First of all, it's a global fintech company that really provides leading edge uh, trading platform and products that we find self-directed, ambitious people around the world gravitating to, really attracted by. We evolved from a UK-centric firm up to become a global market operator through uh, regions around the world. Product diversification has gone beyond just um, OTC derivatives, but also into shares and also into smart portfolios. And most recently, our acquisition of Tasty Trade, which is options and futures that are exchange traded options and futures based in the US. So, a company with a 47 year history as a FTSE listed company with a uh, investor grade uh, ranking according to Fitch. So, uh, we see ourselves as the natural home for self-directed retail traders because we take a really holistic approach to uh, serving them both on a global basis, but also tailoring our offerings so that they uh, meet the local needs of our clients in the user experience and also in the service that they get. And of course, we're a regulated company and we have you know very uh, strong and deep relationships with regulators in all of our markets, whether it's Japan, Australia, Singapore, uh, Sweden, uh, Germany, France, Spain, Italy, etc., uh, and of course in the U.S. So, 17 different locations around the world with um, very, very unique offering. What distinguishes us from other people is that global reach and local focus and expertise the breadth of our products. We allow people to trade 17,000 markets. That's commodities, indices, equities, individual equities, um, as well as uh, FX. So it's a robust in terms of the range. And we also uh, provide educational resources, especially one of the reasons that we were attracted to Tasty Trade in this world, you know, bringing it down to today's world. Um, and also our foundation is the education we provide. We have analysts that give uh, updates on a 24-hour basis about what's happening in the markets. We also provide a lot of uh, uh, shows that actually um, show people what real experts that have been former floor traders 
trade, give their perspectives of their own portfolios, and also give a lot of educational content to help people, even as they start the journey from just plain equity trading to more sophisticated products. So I think that's one of the key things that differentiates us. Um, uh, and financial literacy and education is a critical part of our business strategy. Uh, I've mentioned the pandemic um, in my intro. I mean, that was obviously fairly transformational for online trading. We saw a lot of um, new traders coming into the market for the first time. How do you feel that has affected you guys at IG Group and, and the wider world of online trading? And do you anticipate that this uh, renewed interest, this boom in online trading is, is here to stay? First of all, I agree. Online trading is here to stay. Um, we have a global situation where individuals now realize that they have to take care of their own financial future, whether, and it's definitely been prevalent in markets like Australia and in the U.S., where they don't have this typical defined benefit um, pension plans, as in some of the more European countries. So they've had to look out for themselves for some time, and that has translated to um, equity markets that are very big and vibrant. Um, you see that in Hong Kong, you see that in Japan, the best in Japan, but you know, lots of self-directed traders and investors in the West, as uh, far West as in the US and in the um, East as in uh, Asia. In Europe, we're also seeing that trend grow because the younger generation are digitally competent. They're hungry for knowledge. They're seeing much more opportunities and they also feel that um, they're going to be moving from job to job more and they have to take care of themselves. So the fundamentals are there. The platforms are better. The education's better. The markets are definitely interesting. I think for us, what that's translated to is uh, record performance over the last three years. The last two and three, uh, the ones we've just posted, have been the highest in company's history. But what that's meant is we've we're very picky about the clients we bring onto our platform only because we want them to have the knowledge and experience to, to some extent already and because some of our products are much more, uh, you need a higher risk appetite and we calibrate that ac accordingly. So we've had a, a step change in terms of interest in our platform and we continue to see that um, despite markets, even if they go up, down or sideways, people find interesting ways to position their overall portfolio and use our services. So the fact that we have people that are on the line with them as well, um, just to answer questions, is is vitally important. I was uh, at the London Trading Show, London Trader Show recently, and one of the things that struck me, I mean, it's something we've been hearing about, but but actually when you see it, um, see it in front of you, you really understand how many more younger people in their 20s are now interested in this it, it, it's uh, i was astonished by how many young people there are exploring trading opportunities from your perspective does this mean that you need to change anything are there any any ways you're repositioning yourself as as the audience gets younger like this well, I think we always examine how we can serve our serve clients, serve the market better. And what that means is we're continually looking to make sure that, um, you know, our products and services, number one, are uh, appropriately appealing to them and the user 
presentation and experience. The mobile app, we were the first to come up with a mobile app um, in trading, but also the education, as I was saying, we've made it more uh, looking to make it even more uh, relevant and um, digestible. You know, everybody is busy, has slower attention spans, but they need to get critical information in the best possible way. So education, we're going to amp that up in our content. Uh, We already deliver articles, daily articles, podcasts, webinars, research reports, uh, 24 hours a day to millions of people every month. But I think it's continuing to give us um, that um, inspiration that we need to ensure that it's delivered to the right people in the right way. 10 years ago, um, slightly more than 10 years ago, when I was working at CMC Markets, um, it was all very much still, brokers were very focused on spread betting market and, and CFD market. Um, the US was very much a, a closed market because they wouldn't permit CFD trading in, in the retail space there. What you're doing now at, at, at IG Group looks very different. You're now diversifying across product sets. And uh, as you've already mentioned, you're now in the US market, but you're also looking at new ones as well that 10 years ago, certainly UK-centered brokers were simply not looking at. Can you give us a little bit more um, a background on, on your, your strategy in that respect, how, how it is that you've decided to diversify and and some of the new markets that you've been opening up? Yeah, so we announced a strategy when I shortly after I became CEO uh, back in May of 2019, and it was all about diversification. My entire background is in financial services and technology, and I saw one, one of the reasons I was so excited to be the CEO of this great company is it really is a global platform. It's created a global platform that was extendable. A lot of people talk about that, but they haven't done it. Right. So this company has done that and went from the UK into Europe, into you know Singapore and Australia, and also had a, a presence in Japan. So it already had the global platform. And as we looked at where the opportunities were around the world for large addressable markets that we could do business with or serve in a more productive way, that led to product diversification. And that's part of our strategy. And when we looked at product diversification and the biggest markets in the world, we saw both Japan and um, the U.S. So in the U.S., we made a big acquisition, paid a billion dollars for that. There are over 100 million accounts in the U.S. of people that trade equities, just in the top 10 brokers, right? So this is a different scale. Also, there are 14 million active traders. So again, we're talking about a market that is hungry for information, has the appetite, and that's established today, let alone all the new people, as you said who want to get into the market and just starting their journey. So uh, we've evolved beyond the OTC CFD products to do share dealing as well as smart portfolios. Now options and futures. We launched uh, Turbo Warrants. We created an exchange in Europe so that people can um, trade Turbo Warrants. Uh, We're also doing partnerships with major issuers in the in Europe so that people can trade other products as well, which will be um, announced later this year, the details of that. But we believe there's the self-directed market's going to continue to grow. We were really among the first to find a way to, I think, democratize what were really complex wholesale products, make them accessible in a, in a 
good way, in a, in a in an intelligent way to people that have the risk appetite and the capability and means to trade them. Looking at your, your expansion strategy, do you, and, and you, obviously you can't really talk too much about it, but are you looking, as, you, as you're moving forward, are you looking at potential new acquisitions or with some new markets, are you looking more at a case where you just start from scratch in that market? I mean, do you favor the acquisition model or the build it from the basement kind of approach? Many years ago, as a strategy consultant, and I've been a business person building businesses all over the world, it's in Hong Kong, London, and the US. And I've learned there's no one simple answer, right? Which means that um, in a market and business case perspective, we will look at different entry strategies. So it's not one size fits all. We will always look at, you know, what is the market opportunity? How large is that? And uh, our chances for success in one, one approach versus another. What's great is we do have great people in technology. We have shown that we are a very financially robust company so that we do have the wherewithal to buy, but we will do everything in a very you know, considered way. And, and you, you have spoken a lot um, recently about the emphasis on technology. And, and technology has always been something within the trading industry that people talk a lot about. Some people are much better at delivering that than others. Can you give us some, some perspective on, on the role you see technology playing in, in IG Group at the moment and, and going forward? Technology is really fundamental to IG. And that's why I go to great pains of calling it a global fintech. We have award-winning technology at IG and also a tasty trade. And what that means in practice is that that gives you a competitive advantage. And I think technology will be really um, a very, very valuable leader. leader. Uh, when I was at IBM and ran banking and financial markets globally for them, a $20 billion business, there, I got a chance to look at technology all the time, not just IBM's, but every potential cool new technology partner in the world, because they all wanted our clients. And I saw the power that deploying technology intelligently with purpose is a real asset. So I think it's really fundamental. That doesn't always mean we will build everything, but it does mean that we um, we will build what's, what we think we have unique capabilities to build. And we will also um, think intelligently about partnerships. So, But it is one of the key things that I think um, everybody in this business will look at using in the most intelligent way. And, and I, I have to mention the elephant in the room, which is the cryptocurrency and digital markets. Um, they've been going from strength to strength, still large parts of it unregulated. Um, regulators themselves beginning to make some noises about them this year, as we were anticipating. But again, you've seen guys, I mean, you've seen Joe Biden, for example, putting together a working group to look at a potential U.S. central bank digital currency. Where where do you where do you as IG Group stand on these? And also, do you think you know generally the bigger the bigger online trading groups will need to respond to this? Yeah, I, honestly, I think it's, uh, digital assets are here to stay. It goes beyond cryptocurrency. The technology behind it, distributed ledger technology, is really very interesting and has lots of opportunities to have very useful. Um, implementations in financial services. So number one, when you look at cryptocurrencies, I would say digital assets overall, whether they're stable coins or whether they're cryptocurrencies. That being said, we welcome 
regulation. We think that we've worked in and been able to be highly successful when uh, an industry is regulated. And we believe this is an asset class and we've talked to our our current clients and just in the market in general in terms of self-directed investors and traders. They're already using the products, right? The regulators will uh, come in and come up with sensible ways to regulate it safely. We think it's um, here to stay and we will continue to participate in those asset classes that our clients want and where we have a, a view on how to participate with regulators. So absolutely very exciting, very interesting area. We are definitely already, we already offer uh, cryptocurrencies and we will continue to expand that both at Tasty Trade and at IG, but we'll do that, you know, working with regulators. And uh, finally, um, you know, at the time at the time we're recording this, there is an ongoing uh, conflict in Ukraine. Um, markets are looking particularly uh, volatile. From your perspective, how 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 are you and your clients dealing with this, and how how is his IG as a firm reacting? Yeah. So first and foremost, let me just comment clearly. This is a you know, human tragedy. And as a firm, we've been really first focusing on our people that are in Poland, uh, which are being affected um, enormously by um, the fact that many people are fleeing from uh, the Ukraine. And in December, we had already uh, done something quite distinctive for our industry, where we've um, committed to providing 1% post-tax uh, profits to um, charitable causes. So, as a re- immediate response to that, we've done a lot, both in terms of fundraising for the Polish Humanitarian Action, Red Cross, and other charities on the ground. And we're hiring Ukrainians. A lot of people are volunteering. So in terms of, you know, as a firm, we're distraught, and uh, we're also trying to support our people who are I- immediately affected, as well as our clients that have uh, challenges as well. Uh, in terms of the market reaction, you know, stock markets are taking heavy losses um, as investors navigate. But, you know, one of the good things about our platform is that it also allows people to manage, um, uh, short their positions and manage their overall portfolio uh, effectively. And because we offer so many different asset classes, that gives them opportunities to move into, whether it's commodities or gold or look at um, impact on FX, and they have been, you know, there, there has been jumpy, but our clients are self-directed and they're actually back their own decisions. And usually they um, are in a position to to feel confident in what they do. We provide all of the news feeds as well as analyst updates to help them make those great decisions. And the clients have been responding by shifting their portfolios uh, around toward this commodities and, and some cases, um, this what they conceive as the safer asset classes. As you would expect, we've been really diligent in our approach as a firm, and we also tried to restrict uh, currency trading on the Russian ruble very early. And uh, we also have the resilience that can manage all of this volatility because we put in place a lot of the systems over the course of, you know, whether it was meme stocks or um, uh, different market volatilities, gapping of markets that occurred during the Swiss franc. So we have put in place situations so that we protect our clients as well as ourselves as a firm. And uh, we are sorry it's been caused by this type of you know human tragedy, but we're 
very well positioned to serve our clients and to continue to uh, operate as a firm very effectively. Well, thank, thank you very much indeed. I know you're very busy and I really appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast this morning and giving us a bit more perspective about what's been going on at IG. So thanks a lot, June. Thank you. You've been listening to the Armchair Trader podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.thearmchairtrader.com, for your daily dose of financial markets news and sign up to our free newsletter there. <laughs>